This episode is brought to you by These Bites. If you're looking for the world's best empanadas, go to thesebites.com. They're an international bite with a Brazilian flair. All right, welcome in, everybody, to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your host, Mike, along with Chuck here. Hey, hey. What's going on, Chuck? Nothing much, man. What you been up to? Not much. Just ready to kick it. It's been a long week. Just got back from uh, Canada, you know. Yeah, you just flew in today and your arms are tired. Yeah, you know. Coming in like the ducks. They're just migrating. And... Like the Canadian geese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was up in Montreal and Toronto and spent two nights in Montreal and a night in Toronto and got to meet some some work people and had some, some good food and had some nice cool weather versus this Texas heat. So that's that was probably a really nice part of it. Did you get any poutine? No, I did not, unfortunately. I was that was the one thing I really wanted. Just steak every night. So That's the same. <sighs> yeah. But all overall good, you know, watch some new TV shows that we're gonna talk about and um yeah, spent some time in the air, finally got to fly without a mask. So Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. I haven't the ended Two days after I got back from California, so... Yeah, the regulations are so wacky, because flying to Canada, all you need was uh, proof of vaccine and wear a mask on the flight, because Canada still requires a mask, and it was Air Canada flight. Oh, when you're... When we flew up, right? And then flying back, it was, you require proof of vaccine, a negative COVID test, and then as soon as we walked onto the plane, it was, you can take your mask off. Did you get the COVID test done at the airport, or did you... No, so the people I was with had um, the Binax tests. Yeah, they yeah. have them now to where you can do it mobile on your phone or on your laptop, and somebody watches you do the test, and then you leave the test in front of the camera for 15 minutes and don't touch it. You, They read the results with you, and then they send you an email with your test results. Oh, wow. And it literally, 15 minutes, easy process, didn't have to go to a clinic. Amazing. Nice. So, yeah, did that, like, the day before we flew out, it has to be 24 hours, but, yeah, so, it was just amazing, like, walking on the plane, and not having to, like, <laughs> sweat behind a mask, yeah, and feel terrible the whole flight, but, yeah, yeah. so that was great, but, yeah, back from Canada, nice. ready to talk some shows, uh, but, uh, what did you do, uh, while I was out of town? Uh, we were in Monroe, Louisiana, last weekend, and then just kind of been back, back in town Sunday, um, so not much going on. My daughter had a hip surgery, uh, Tuesday. So really, yeah. Torn labrum, Ooh. hip dysplasia. And she's been getting rehab for a while and then yeah. some MRIs and found a month or two ago that she needed surgery. So she's doing great. Like, um, already started should Tuesday and is already, Started rehab Wednesday and then was doing some home rehab stuff today. So nice. Is that is that volleyball related or just sports? Yeah, pretty. Related? I mean, it was. I mean, the hip dysplasia was from birth. Like they had to. Hmm. Uh, it was like a square peg in a round hole, so oh, they like wow. shave off part of the femur to fit it into the hip Whoa. to the joint or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then the torn labrum. It was from volleyball basically, hmm. and then. There was also cartilage, uh, torn cartilage in there oh. when they were in there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's doing pretty good. Good. So, good. Yeah, I'm just. That's about it. It's just work, yeah. end of the month stuff, and. Uh, Place any bets while you were in Louisiana? Yeah, I was zero two on soccer. It's my first <laughs> two soccer losses, but they were pretty. It was un- heavy underdogs. Yeah, they were yeah. stupid bets, but it would have paid off nicely. It was good you weren't there long because I know I texted you. It was like, yo, put 50 on uh, Leeds to take down Man City in the final game of the season. And 
probably was a good thing I didn't lose $50. It's yeah. Up, but, yeah. No, it's, yeah, so it's hard to bet at these at the end of the year because some teams that are, like, maybe comfortably out of relegation are just riding out the season. The ones that are in relegation, they're trying to play the best that they can, yeah. so they may pull off some upsets. But Nothing to lose, yeah. Yeah, but, so it's, I don't know. Yeah. I was I was surprised Chelsea, what I, I think at Chelsea, I had West Ham mm-hmm. tying Chelsea. Or yeah, B. I think you had them a draw, yeah. Yeah, draw, and Chelsea won, and Pulisic scored in the 90th minute. That yeah, it was co- like one to nothing, right? He, yeah. He cost me like $150. <laughs> <laughs> the same with the invoice. It was, ni- yeah, it was nice to see, though, him get the goal and then win, but, yeah, because uh, I'm a Chelsea fan, but it was... You know, some of those games you just have a feeling. And then the Liverpool, I was just like, maybe they're th- looking ahead. Oof. But, I mean, they have t- they could put out two teams. Yes. Yeah. They've got enough talent on the roster. They, yeah, yeah. They, you know, you start with, let's say, Luis Diaz, Mane, and Salah up front. And then, or they can start with um, Firmino, Jota, and Devakarigi, oh. who scored and had the assist on <laughs> and the, the league game. Like, Jonah's they're, so good, yeah. They're freaking the, – Origi had the goal on assist versus – who did, they beat someone 2 nothing. That was the game. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was somebody down the board, yeah. But, like, Jota's good. He's on the bench. Firmino was starting till Jota came, and then Jota was starting till Luis Diaz came. Yeah. And Origi is the one that's always left out, but every time he plays, like, he scored in the Champions League <laughs> final. Yeah. Like, he like, – And he doesn't want to leave. He loves it. Like he loves it there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that first leg of the Champions League against Villarreal, and they won like two nothing. So yeah. Well, the the game to watch. uh, I watched the highlights. uh, Man City and Madrid. Yeah. Man City won scoring game right four to three, but Man City should have scored like eight or nine goals, and and now they only have a one goal lead, and really. They gave up, like, two goals in the last, I think, 15 minutes of the game. And, I mean, it's just they – Man City should be really comfortable. They have missed so many chances, so. Yeah. But um, – Premier League is stacked right now. I mean, just looking at the rest of, like, the European League, like, they're stacked. Oh, and and that's the thing, like – you look at like Liverpool and Man City, they just run I mean, they control the whole the whole game. It's them right now. And yeah. And even like Chelsea, they you know, they tied Man United today, but they had like seventy percent of the ball. But man I mean, uh, Man City and Liverpool are by and a far by far and away the two best teams in the world. Now, the only the thing that kept Real Madrid in the game is Kareem Benzema is like score like he can score a goal. At any moment, mm-hmm. and then, like, a couple brilliant plays from uh, Vicinius Jr., Brazilian guy who's, like, super fast. Yeah. But outside of that, they're just – their defense – Real Madrid's defense is weak. They're not – and, I mean, the I don't know. A lot of my friends, like, love the the La Liga Spanish League, but, yeah, like, yeah. it's not anywhere near no. uh, Premier League, in my opinion. But – yep. I don't know. It's going to be tough, man, because I I saw, I think it was today, Klopp, you know, big pool boys fan here, but uh, Klopp got an extension for like another four years, so 
Yeah, I mean, taking over. You got to lock him up because yeah. he's the best coach in the world. I love how that like the last two years he's like, I, I might retire after my contract is. I was like, that guy's not going anywhere. He's just he, he wants money, man. That's it. Yeah, it's kind of like after the was it Sean McVay for the Rams Super oh, Bowl yeah. week was like. Well, if we win, I may just retire. Just it's like it. 35 <laughs> or something. Like, come on. Yeah. No, not going to happen, man. Yeah. Oh, well, let me get, throw more money at you. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's it going to take to win to keep you around? Well, money, more power, less GM influence. Like, that's all they want is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just influence. So, it's pretty crazy. I like to see that for Liverpool. But, yeah. So, betting, not so great this week. <laughs> yeah, no. It was a rough, rough showing. But you, you don't bet anything on uh, baseball, do you? Um, I did place, like, the opening week. I placed, I placed two bets on the Astros and Angels, and I won both of those. Nice, yeah, that was a good pick. Yeah. But not typically because, I don't know, the 162 games in a season, it's kind of yeah. hard to I, – I would like to put um, more of – like the C, like World Series, when, like yeah, 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 you know the like a season long bet. Yeah. Put like how you're gonna do with A and M to yeah, win, yeah. yeah, futures bet, yeah, who's gonna win or yeah, you know I might you know bet in the playoffs, but right now regular season is just the odds of somebody. It's just it's hard for me to pick a winner because it's just it comes down to pitchers and who's in yeah. the batting lineup and yeah. who's injured and all that shit. Like this way too much. Well, and like today, like you plus like let's say. With the Astros and Rangers, Verlander was starting, and yeah. they ended up winning, I think, three to two. You could have picked. Um, I mean, that's a no-brainer to pick the Astros because the Rangers aren't very good. No, Verlander's pitching. Well, it's one to one to like the eighth. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what lead. baseball can be. And then they took the lead, and they almost, you know, lost. But I don't know. Baseball is hard to bet on. Yeah. I like soccer as three options. Yeah, it's a good better yeah. tie. Yeah, <laughs> but which that even threw me off because I'm used to betting on football, and then I saw soccer. And it was like this team wins or this team wins or a draw, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that just throws another but option in the works. I used to be good at picking football games against the spread because I've been doing this kind of league for 15 years, actually probably 20 years now, yeah. where you pick week to week against the spread. But the last few years, the last like five or six years, not really paying attention, I've got kind of bad at it. So I try not to say, only bet when I go to Louisiana. Even then, it's like 25 bucks. Oh, yeah. It's it. nothing crazy. Yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, so busy, busy months ahead, too. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, coming up. There's a lot coming up. and A lot of TV, too. You know what came out as we were recording this today? Uh, We'll segue into the TV, yeah. TV show. Other under, than under, the, under the banner of heaven. That's right. Yeah. 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 Wait, you gotta watch. Jackie and I were watch, We watched the rookie as soon as I got home from my flight while we were eating dinner. We watched the rookie, which is Nathan Fillion on ABC, I think. And then while we were flipping through on Hulu, it was under the banner of heaven. And I can't believe all these major actors are now doing TV shows. Right. We've talked about that. But Andrew Garfield is in under the banner of heaven. Can't wait to watch it. About yeah. the LDS church and yeah. these murders in the 70s and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a good one. Barry started. Yeah, so we're going to talk. We're going to put out another one. This one's on Friday, yep. the 29th. We're going to put out one next week, Monday or Tuesday, talk about 
Barry and pro- and slow horses oh, and yeah. maybe some stuff over the over the weekend if we get to, maybe we watch Banner have a little dabble yeah 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 a little dabble into some of that and then today we're gonna talk about outer range a hard one to put money on is outer range yeah, yeah. I don't know where if that's gonna be good or bad it's uh, so confusing yeah outer range it's what there's six episodes out now on Amazon yeah yeah I've only seen the first four. Same. And I think the, the, the latest two just dropped today. Yeah. Yeah, today, I think. Um, so, I know we've we talked about the first two episodes, and we're not really going to talk spoilers or anything. We're just going to kind of keep talking about the show a little bit as it goes on. But well, I may throw in what happens in four. Yeah. Really. You got to kind of talk about it, because it's, it's wacky <laughs> as hell, man. Yeah, we were... So, yeah, out of range. We, I watched four episodes as well. Episode three and four, we're sitting down to watch it. Blanca hadn't seen the first two. We're watching three and four, and about halfway through the fourth episode, she goes, what is this show about? <laughs> and uh, I'll get back to you on that. And it made me question it, because I'm like, I, I don't know what it's about. It, and that's the thing with the show, yeah. is I hadn't seen, is it renewed for a second season or not? I haven't either. But the suspicion is there's going to be big cliffhanger at the end of the season. There's, so there's eight episodes. <coughs> and we watched the first four, of the, as Mike said, five and six dropped today. It's probably the mo- one of the most wild shows I've seen in a long time. Wild is a good word. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how else to explain it because it's... I don't know if it's... It's like Nicolas Cage. I don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> it's just wild. I want to hear your take on that, Abed. <laughs> Is Nicolas Cage good? Nicolas freaking Cage! <laughs> 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 yeah. So it's Community just, reference. It's so wild. And, you know, as we see... I mean, there's a scene in season... Or in episode four... Where Josh Brolin's character, Royal Abbott, shakes hands with, I think her name's Amanda, the hippie chick. Yep. As they shake hands, like, a mountain disappears. Literally and, a mountain, just, you see a poof. Yeah, and the police chief sees it, people in town sees it. And she wears this, some kind of necklace around her neck that contains some rock kind of thing maybe from the void that's on the ranch and it's got like something it's a mood one and like it's like yeah. moving as they're like holding hands it's, it's almost like, like like it's like speckles of ink or something and it changes and yeah. moves and shifts within the rock and i don't know if it's <laughs> supernatural or is it uh like viral or you know you're just trying to figure out what the hell is inside of the stuff but she's got it on her necklace and then I think Wayne, right, the other neighbor, the yeah. neighbor has one as well, and he's just, like, going yeah, crazy Yeah, he was over given it. this rock, and it's obsessed, has him obsessed. And then at the end of the episode, he basically drives out into the, he wants the property, Wayne, the neighbor, wants Royal Abbott's West Ranch property. And at the end of the episode, basically drives out and finds the... Um, Finds a void. Yeah. And Royal Abbott's there, and they tussle, and then Wayne actually knocks him out. 
But now, where do you like? So we haven't watched five and six yet. So, yeah. where are we gonna go from here? And you know, is he gonna start talking about the boy? And what is? It's almost like some kind of time travel. Yeah. Thing I, I read some speculation. Like, is it gonna? You know, because when they shook hands, and then the body of the neighbor's son appeared on back in the mountain. Yeah. And so people are thinking like, okay, is it, if he goes back and does he try like reset some timeline where now the guy's alive or it's, it's really weird. Right. Because, and I think it's more strategic, right. Than they're letting on because I think when the guy who died that Josh Brolin threw into the pit into the void, his body came back. I think they said that it came back not on their land, but land adjacent to theirs. Yeah, it's so outside of their ranch. It's like strategically been put. And it said that the coroner only reported he'd been dead for like 10 hours. 10 hours. And it had been like a week or yeah, whatever. Like 10 days. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So there's some, there's definitely some like time dilation stuff going on with this whole void. It's so confusing that they've thrown it in the middle of this Western. Nobody, like, Josh Brolin, other than the hippie chick, doesn't talk about this void with anybody. Yeah. And they, like, want to keep it secret, whereas, like, I think most people would, like, <laughs> call the police, call the CDC, call the F. I don't know. You call somebody, because there's a big void, and it looks like it's bottomless. But Well, that's where I saw, you know, I went down the rabbit hole, and I haven't really read, read, read it. I was just kind of reading a couple things. And, you know, when... When Josh Brolin gets thrown in the void, uh, Royal gets thrown in the void by Hippie Chick, mm. he sees, like, his whole family there, the Hippie Chick, there's, like, government officials, there's yeah. oil rigs all uh, all over the place, and, you know, it's like, is that, is he in the future? Because it says he died, you know, his wife says, you died, like, two years ago. Yeah. So... Is it in the future? And now to, let's say, Wayne, the neighbor that he discovered, is he going, like, does he think there's, like, oil in right. there? I think the, he thinks there's money out of it somehow. Money yeah. out of it, and the government's there now because, like, they found out about it, and all these people are on this land. And so, like, what is it? It's going to be really interesting of what's to come, and, like, you know, how did that void get there? Was yeah. there, like, a meteor that hit? And that's what these rocks or whatever that... Um, I'm going to call her Amanda. I think that's her name. The heavy um, check. yeah. And Wayne have these rocks, right? Yeah. So... Which I, I love the how they... The show just has so many different kinds of styles because... You know, one minute he'll be, they, they like work out on the ranch and all that stuff. And then the next thing you know, right, they have like the funeral for the guy who died and yeah. the memorial service at the like bar. And like, I, it was like, is he dreaming? Is he like drunk off his ass? But like, Royal Autumn walks into is that the girl's name. Autumn, yeah. He like walks into that back room and sees like Autumn is playing poker with guys. And she's like, he's like, I'll take a seat. And then he like starts having this one on one with her. And yeah. then, like, that buffalo, like, comes through the... T- like, it's... Like, this buffalo keeps reappearing, right? And, like, she sees it out in the field, and, like, it has arrows in it, and, like, she pulls one out, and I love how, the, like, the buffalo just, like, walks off, 
You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, they're, like, playing Wayne poker. has a dead buffalo head in his yeah. house. Like, he's talking to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, when they're playing poker, the, the window opens and the buffalo, like, just sticks his head in and is like, what's up? And so did the buffalo come from the past through the void? It had arrows in it. Who's got arrows? I know there's, like, a reservation up there and stuff, but, like. No, it had to have been, like, that buffalo probably appeared from whatever's happening there with the arrows, right? Yeah. Because no one's shooting buffalo with arrows these days. No. And so then that dives into, right, because Royal's son's, Royal's daughter-in-law is missing. And so it's like, okay, she's got to have gone missing because of the void somehow. That's my assumption. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm imagine. I'm wondering. That's maybe we'll find out some of the season. Did she go and discover the void and fall in, or you know what happened? Because it's almost like it has the void has to be involved. It's got. Um, I'm gonna laugh when it's not. Like she just left, or she was like murdered, and it just. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it may not be connected at all, but. It's probably like her husband did it. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's it, killed before. Yeah, yeah, he throat punched her like he did the yeah. uh, whatever the yeah Tillerson yeah, yeah the the Tyler Tillerson yeah. I it's just so weird, and I like how they're diving into the sci-fi aspect of it because like when they were the coroner was doing the autopsy, he was like the body is like doesn't show as much bruising or whatever because. Normally, when you see a body like dragged into the woods, it's got a lot of signs of it. It's like it's yeah. like somebody just placed it here, and it's like holy shit. So he threw the he threw the body in, and then he stole the belt buckle from the sheriff and threw that in. What well, said they found metal abrasions as well? Really? Yeah. So I'm like, what did he throw it in and like the the buckle well, like hit the hit his stomach? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I. I have so many theories, it's, but, hard, it's hard to explain the show. But that one they were talking about has more because it's dragged in the woods. I mean, they could have thrown them at I mean, they But there's no footprints or signs of anybody getting there. A, and it was like a hiking trail, right? So you couldn't necessarily get a truck in there or anything like yeah, that. So but like, someone could carry it. Yeah, I you, mean, could, you could carry them. Yeah. And then a good person could cover their tracks if you're familiar with hiking or yeah. the woods. But yeah, I mean... I think I it's know. along the lines of like... Because Royal, like, fell in, or was pushed in, right? And then he, like, woke up laying in the field. I think they, like, when you, like, fall in, you just, like, reappear. Well, I think, but now, but how do you, like, in the, when Royal reappears. Yeah, it's because he jumped. He jumped back in it. Yeah. So what happened, like, if Tillerson is dead, how does, does the void spit him out because he shook hands with Autumn? And she has a black necklace on. Like, I think I think Autumn pushed his ass back in. I think that it, the Autumn in the future, like the dead body showed up and yeah. she like threw it back in or something. I think Autumn has like way more to do with the show oh, than they're letting off. She's like some alien child, or she's like theory is that she's like the little girl Amy, but in the future and has come back through I the portal somehow. That. Yeah, I think I texted you that. Yeah, yeah. but. That was the only, like, as far as I got in the rabbit hole on Reddit. Yeah, a good, good, uh, good thing. I don't know. It's... I, the, the show was bonkers. <laughs> I, I love it. It's so weird yeah. because, like, Wayne, the neighbor, keeps having these, like, monologues. And like, yeah. the first one he was talking about, like, erotic art. And then, like, the last, I think, episode three or four, he was talking about 
bats and moths have, like, the world's best hearing because they communicate. Like, while he's talking to his son, and his son is like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. It's just so, like, it's all, it was all about listening. But he goes into these monologues about these really eccentric things. Yeah. And the show just has so many different styles. It's so weird. But I can't wait to watch five and six. <laughs> yeah, now I wish I would have known that they're out today. I've got to try to watch a, watch a little bit of it. But, yeah, I mean, Will Patton, as you mentioned, plays Wayne Tillerson. And yeah. he's fantastic. Oh. Like, as this crazy... Um, Neighbor, so yeah. and speaking of Nicolas Cage, you know what what movie he was in with Nick Cage? Snake Eyes. No, oh. but that's a good one. Favorite Nick Cage yeah. movie. Gone in sixty seconds. Oh, we didn't bring that up earlier. And we did not talk about that in the Nicolas Cage Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in he's in that with Nick Cage. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, Mike and I were talking before we started that, and Nick, there's a on Spotify the Big Picture podcast has a Nicolas Cage Hall of Fame. Um, that's why we make so many Nicolas Cage references, but apparently there's a Nicolas Cage movie out at the theater. And so they were recapping, um, what are his hall of fame movies? And yeah, so we were joking beforehand, like what our favorite Nicolas Cage (laughs) stuff was. Number one, national treasure. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Snake Eyes, eight millimeter, yeah, eight mil. Oh, eight mil. The Rock, so fucked up. Yeah. Oh, The Rock, Con Air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got so many movies. Hey, we yeah, we could do a whole separate pod, but someone just did one this week about Nicolas Cage. Yeah, we might have our own. Yeah, but yeah, it's the five worst Nicolas Cage movies. (laughs) That might be tough. (laughs) Yeah, I can't think of a bad one. They had Fast Times at Richmond High. I'm like, he was in it for like one second. Yeah, he was. Yeah. His name was Nicholas Coppola in that, because you know he's a Coppola. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's like one of the Coppolas, Coppola, but he changed somehow. it because he didn't want to see nep- get nepotism. But swinging a miss. Well, he, use it, use he, it if you got it. Yeah, he made his own career. Yeah, he made it. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on Outer Limits? No, it's just or it's Outer Range. Outer Range. There's a show on Amazon Prime called Outer Limits. Also too. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Outer Range. Um, I like it. I'm confused by it. I'm gonna keep watching it. What do you think's gonna? Ha- what do you think how the season's gonna end? So there, there's eight episodes. I hear major talk about a cliffhanger because I think they're. I think it's gonna be like a five six season kind of show. The cliffhanger will be probably. They talked about Royal's death, right? Yeah. The cliffhanger I think is gonna be Royal dying, or like leading up to his death. But it's all about changing the past, and then. Next season will be about, if there's a next season, will be about what happened to his daughter-in-law. It's connected somehow. I think they're going to connect, like, he goes into the, like, he's going to go into the past to save his daughter-in-law, and they wind up both dying. Or something. I don't know. Well, and I think, too, they were like, can he go into the past to, like, make Tower Tillerson come back alive? Or, like, did they reset, reset the past? Like, but, let's say the mountain range disappeared. But... I mean, I would yeah, imagine the mountain range would always been there, right? Like, so, unless it does it go back to where the mountains formed because a meteor hit and created, like, a crater, and like, you know, where... Butterfly effect. You change, you know, butterfly flaps and swings in California, yeah. and then there's a tsunami in Japan, right? But it just disappeared for a second and came back. Well, you know? yeah, right. so what about something that was discussed that could have changed... And you have to look at it as not just what happened in the past, but yeah. the universe as a whole in, like, string theory. Because if you start talking about, like, under, like knowing the future, 
does the whole thing just unravel? Like, the whole space-time continuum? Talking, like, Back to the Future, like, Marty's yeah. parents don't get together, and then, like, yeah. Marty's siblings start disappearing along with him. But imagine that at, like, a universal level as people starting to, like, talk, like understand time travel, and then, boom, everything explodes. I don't yeah. know. There's crazy theories about that, but I... But they went back to the alternate 1985. Yeah, it was a whole new timeline. <laughs> I love your whiteboard. I can't believe you brought a whiteboard just for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a dog, too, named Einstein. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Great. Oh, Which, I don't know if you ever noticed. God, we can talk about Back to the Future all the time. Yeah. Back, to the, Back to the Future 3, when they're digging the DeLorean out of the, to- the mine, yeah. right? There's a dog with him that looks just like Einstein. It's not Einstein. Do you know what his name was? Yeah, it was... Um, Copernicus. Oh, man, you're good. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, he had a dog named Copernicus, yeah. and then he had a dog named Einstein. Great yeah. catch. <laughs> I can't tell you, even though, like, three is the weakest. Well, I say three is the weakest weakest of the Back to the Future, but on rewatch of all of them, I think they're all good. Like, two is still my favorite because it's the future part of it, but yeah. one is, like, a timeless classic. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I... I probably know way more about Back to the Future than... We're going to have to do a Back to the Future episode, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I flip-flop back and forth between what is number two in the trilogy between two and three. Number one is always number one. But there are days when I love part two, and there are days when I love part three, just for different reasons. See, I would claim that two is one of the best movies of all time. Really? Yeah. I love Back, I love back to the Future, too. Like, it's and just... I love the Old West, so I have, like, dear to the heart. Yeah, no, if you ask three. me now, yeah. you know, I probably... Now that I'm watching all these Western style shows, <laughs> yeah. so this is yeah, this is kind of hit the sweet spot with Western and sci-fi, right? Yeah. Without a range, and then also Back to the Future three. Yeah, but I love Part three because ZZ Top makes an appearance. Yeah, I'm a big ZZ Top. Fan. Yeah, they're at the the dance or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and they swing. The they're guitar. just singing a country version of uh, Double Back Again. Yeah. yeah. Oh God! All right, we're gonna have to segue into another episode. All right. But, yeah. Last take on Outer Range. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No. Okay. Um, so <laughs> jumping from one. Outrage, you know, outrageous show to another. You just watched the latest episode of Atlanta, right? Yeah. What was it about? So, in my Atlanta journey, it, to me, this is one of the most like culturally relevant shows that you can watch that's mm. on TV right now. And there's so much social commentary that, um, that Donald Glover and then the writers and producers show in the show. So like last episode, episode six was called, um, white fashion. Mm. And it goes through like iterations of basically, you know, it starts off with like this white kind of like a well-known fashion house creating a clothing line Mm -hmm. and how obtuse they are of like real life cultural events. So they create this, it's this whole commercial, they create this jersey that they're selling, and it has the number five on the back, and then Central Park right above it, and it's a white girl wearing it. And you know the Central Park Five case where these five black guys were accused of, like, raping mm-hmm. a, a white lady in Central Park, and there's there's movies and reference they were exonerated and released. Yep. 
well, this fashion house does this and puts out this jersey. Well, of course, you know, they get in trouble on the show. And so they're putting an advisory board together of prominent um, African-American, uh, well, just like different black people from all over the, it's, it's taking place in like the UK. So, mm-hmm. but it goes through, it kind of explores, you know, the different, how kind of ignorant people are to cultural events and mm-hmm. and that they can just apologize for it and bring in some black people and right. to say we're ending racism and this comp- we're helping the company do this. Yep. And people eat it up and forgive, right? Yep. And so it's such a it's a powerful thing as it goes through this and Paperboy who's the um, the rapper that the show follows with Ern uh, Donald Glover's character who's the manager he gets on this advisory board and is you know coming up with all these ideas on how to uh, you know improve the lives of people in his community in Atlanta and all the other all the other influencers on the board are like no like you got to take what you can get you know these take some free suits take some clothes take like place on the board and um, you know you see his struggle to throughout the episode of trying to get, like, real change in suited. Mm-hmm. And so the, my, one of the best parts in the episode is they're at this press conference for this fashion house, and they're like, Paperboy, Paperboy, do you think that racism is dead? And he's like, man, fuck no. <laughs> and the other guy on the board looks at him, and he's like, no, but we're ending it by 2024, <laughs> oh, and everybody's man. cheering, and all these white reporters are doing this, yeah. and you're like, like we're so afraid to talk about this stuff, like in the culture, like everything yeah. is trying to shut it down, right? And because someone can say, oh, we're working to end this, but it's really not ending. But it's just like this season. I mean, the the first two seasons were like paperweight trying to come up, and Earn trying to be his manager. And there's a lot of social commentary in the show, but it was like this year in the four year hiatus after COVID has kind of really um, like, like kind of just thrown. I mean, almost every episode has been about some kind of cultural relevance. Yeah. Social perspective. Social perspective. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you know, and it makes you think like, and it opens up different point of views that, like, in our everyday lives, we're not thinking about. And you see, you know, it's really, like, I, I mean, the first two seasons were really good, like, yeah. and fun, and just a fun to hang out in that world. Like, I grew, I mean, I love rap music, and I love, like, uh, I watch and listen to a lot of different things, and mm-hmm. probably most white dudes in their mid-40s do. <laughs> so, like, yeah. for me, like, I just love the show in that regard. But... This year has been like it's just like gone up to eleven because they're hitting on all these relevant social and cultural topics that are being ignored. So I think it's a really great show and like watch the first two seasons for for like crazy stuff and fun stuff and then third season's been a good like 
uh, you know, it's they they started to go. They told some kind of standalone episodes, mm. which were also social commentary episodes. But now it's kind of back into the story, um, the progression of like his career and yeah. what's going on. But but I mean, it's it's such a good show, so I could talk about it for a while. But it's like it's you know, and he's it's. Hulu or FX is like 42 minutes and it breezes by nice. before you know it. So yeah. I'd recommend that. Like, plus Donald Glover's really good. Nice, so. so good. Yeah. But yeah, no. So, and you were, you started watching Tokyo Vice on HBO Max, right? Yeah. I started watching that. And the only reason I started watching that, because I thought you were watching it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I put it on our list. So. Yeah. I saw it on our, we, we have a list of shows, right? And we can kind of see where each other is at. In the show by episode. Yeah, if anybody wants um, us to share it, you know, hit us up on Instagram or if you know us, text us and we can share our guide. Like we created yep. a, a Google Sheets um, yep. with what we're watching, where we're at. We need to update it because I caught up on Slow Horses and yeah. Barry and a few other shows. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, we have Tokyo Vice listed on our show. It's like, first episode is Michael Mann, yep. who's the creator of the show. Michael Mann from Heat. Oh, yeah. uh, many, many of the movies that are, like, influential in, in big, our history. Big, movie. prolific movies. Yeah. Uh, movies. Yeah, movies. Back to the theme again of... Yeah. TV pe- shows taking over. TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And so I saw it on their list. I thought you were watching it. So I was like, I'll give it a watch, right? And so I downloaded it, and I think I watched it on the flight up to Montreal, and I was just instantly hooked, man. It was, so the, the, the premise of the show is about uh, this, Jake Adelston uh, is an American journalist, and how he is like the first American, and it's based on a true story. Yeah. On this guy's memoir, of how he first started working for uh, a Japanese, uh, like the most prestigious like Japanese newspaper, and how he was the first American to work for them. And he, like, moved to Japan and when he was 19 from University of Missouri and started going to university in Japan and learned, you know, Japanese and all this stuff. And so he starts working in this paper, and he's getting, you know, the, the, he's getting, like, the police duty where he's, you know, covering police stories and how yeah. they're not really diving so much into what happens in the crimes. They're just reporting <laughs> the facts. So yeah. murder doesn't happen in Tokyo, like, is one of the like themes of the show back in the nineties because like the Yakuza is so rampant and yeah. And so he kind of plugs into like the vice squad of this, like of Tokyo. It kind of hooks up with this older uh, detective, veteran detective. And it's, he's played by uh, the detective is Ken. Uh, Wantanabe. Wantanabe. Yeah. yeah. He's, that's, he's really good. And like, yeah. uh, um, I mean, he's in inception and last samurai. Yep. Uh, oh, that's right. He was in inception. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I always forget. I forgot that he was an inception, uh, but yeah, he's really good. I mean, you don't. I mean, he's been in a lot of a lot more like Japanese films yeah. than anything, but but he's good. Yeah, and then um, it, the the lead right, Jake is played by Ansel Elgert. Um, yeah, I heard his name when Mike. I listened to the podcast where Michael Mann, I think, was talking to Chris Ryan about Tokyo Vice. Yeah, and like they kept saying Ansel Elgert, and I'm like, who is that? guy but he does a good job yeah amazing so yeah. i don't know if he, he was he got his big break that i saw was baby driver 
Oh, it's the kid in Baby Driver? It's the kid from Baby Driver. Oh, dude, that's yeah. like one of my favorite movies. That's right. I, I, yeah. I wasn't too hyped for when that movie came out, and then I went and watched it. I think I watched it with my parents, and I was like blown away by the whole, like how the movie was done. John Hamm is in it, and yeah. Kevin Spacey, before Kevin Spacey got yeah. it, fucked up. But, um, yeah, so it's Ansel Elgert, right? I can't say his last name. Yeah. I trip on the L. Um, but, yeah, he plays the, the journalist, and he plugs into the Tokyo Vice, and he starts to see a pattern with these deaths, right? Because the police are just calling them deaths, but they look mm. like they're driven by owing money to somebody, right? One guy is stabbed and they're like, oh, he just, <laughs> maybe he just tripped and fell on a knife, right? That's yeah. literally like one of the explanations. And then another guy sets himself on fire. And then like the police are trying to like, they're just like, nope, just bad luck or whatever. Yeah. And he starts <laughs> to put the pieces together that these people owe money to somebody. And that's as far as I've really gotten. Oh, okay. And so I, I did a little background on the guy. So the, I don't, the, the first 10 minutes of the show, is he is like hanging out with Watanabe and they're talking about going to meet somebody. And he says, look, we've got a camera in the restaurant. You're going to meet with these guys. You sit against with your back against the wall, by the way, put on this vest. And he's like, are they really that crazy that they're going to shoot me in public? And he's like, no, 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 no. They won't shoot you in public, but they will stab you to death. <laughs> and it's just like, what? So he's like, the vest is to stop them from stabbing you. Oh, wow. It's just like, holy shit. And he's like, okay. And they get to this restaurant. I'm not giving anything away. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're here to meet so-and-so. And they're like, oh, yes, they're upstairs in their private lounge. Make your way upstairs. And they're like, uh. And Ansel Elgert just gives Watanabe the look. And he's like, yeah, okay. Oh, and, wow. And they go upstairs. And he's meeting with, like, high-ranking Yakuza guys. And then they're like, and so they're like, they're like, either drop the story or we, quote-unquote, visit your family. Yeah. Right? And it's like high-tense like crazy, and he's like, I'll take that into advisement. And then it's like two years earlier, and it's like him like trying to get into the paper. Amazing show, early 90s. I love the whole early yeah. 90s, like Japanese feel. Yeah. But yeah, it's him like making his way into the like Tokyo newspaper scene and being a journalist, and he like does stuff on the Yakuza from what I've read about his bio, not giving anything away. He also like helped find a killer like, this, like, notorious killer in Japan. Yeah. Through, like, journalism stuff. And then, like, blew the whistle on some serious, like, chemical contamination stuff going on in Tokyo that nobody wanted to talk about. They The government, like, covered it up. So, the show starts off with him, like, figuring out Yakuza and how, like, crazy powerful they are. And he's just this American kid who just is the first one to work at this newspaper. And he's, like discriminated against because he's why they call him like Gaijin or whatever. It's, <laughs> it's funny like to see him deal with it, but he's really good at it. And Wantanabe is great. So yeah. I've only seen like the first two episodes. I think there's eight total. I yeah. think the last one just came out today. Oh, they already ate out. I yeah. think so, yeah. I think it's a limited series, but yeah. you gotta watch it. It's um, yeah. it's an amazing vibe. It's definitely on the list. Yeah. Now I mean there's you got to hustle on this because Ozark also comes out tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, right? You're getting so yeah. bogged down with stuff, yeah. Yeah, so. There's so much good stuff out there in Tokyo Vice. Or did just, Ozark come out today? Uh, no, the, it's the 29th, so it's uh, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah. So. No, what came out today was uh, uh, The Offer, which is about the Godfather. And Under the Banner of Heaven, too. And Under the Banner of Heaven, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they both both of those came out today, but, yeah. Oh, and then we'll talk about Barry next uh, episode, but, yeah. Watch Tokyo Vice. It's so good. The acting is good. It's a look into how things used to be in the 90s in Japan, and I'm just fascinated by that era. 
Yeah. Um, you know, they have, like, terrible cell phones. It's all pre-iPhone stuff, right? Yeah. And he's using, like, a teletype, and it's just great to yeah. see how, like, Tokyo was back then and how hard it was for people to become accepted and assimilate. And yeah. He had to learn how to speak fluent Japanese, and I think Ansel El- Elgert is, like, fluent in it now or something like that. It's crazy, like... And I saw, like, in doing research for the show, that Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, was originally casted to be a oh, journalist. Wow. And then he dropped out, and that's when Elgert got in. You know, I've only seen... So I was looking at Elgert's uh, IMDb, yeah. and, like, a lot of people probably know him from, like, The Fault in Our Stars. That's right. He was in that. Um, but I, I don't think it. I've ever seen it. Yeah, no, but... Yeah, Baby Driver, he's amazing in that. It's, it's I so love that. that's such a good. It's just like the music, like yes, the soundtrack. It's it's not. It's like really about him driving yeah. away from robberies, yeah. and but just the soundtrack and his driving to the music, and he's always got music in his his earphones, yeah. you know, in his ears, and he has some kind of tinnitus or some kind of. And he's always got. <laughs> The Kevin Spacey's like, kids got to hum the drum, no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing the trailer for that, and he's like doing the like, the, he's like singing along with a song in the car, and he's like doing yeah. the shit. And I was like, that's the goofiest thing. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and J- it, like Jamie Foxx is really good in it. Yeah, it's uh, is it his bats or something? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then his girlfriend in that movie is uh, Lily James, I think, and she just played Pamela Anderson in. Uh, 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 was it John Hamm's uh, girlfriend? No, no, Baby's uh, the waitress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's uh, Edgar Wright has written Baby Driver too. I, you know, it's funny. I clicked on Ansel's I, you know, yeah. info, and it was like Baby Driver two, and I was like, yeah. I think that's just pulling my leg. So there's gonna. Be a part two. Oh. Well, they they've written the script, Interesting. but they're. I read Edgar Wright is like waiting for the right time. Yeah, yeah. I think he's I, waiting for Nicolas Cage's movie to go out <laughs> of the Nicolas theater. Nicolas Cage will be the new Kevin Spacey in it. Oh, oh, pitching oh. that idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're gonna have to post. I'm a, a sexy that, cat. We're gonna have to post a link to that community video. Yeah, That's do you know how to it's gonna post links to Instagram? Can you teach me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think. Um, the music in that movie is, I think, what makes it. That's a, yeah. That's a huge part of that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a brilliant uh, soundtrack to the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just perfect. But that guy's, that guy's stock is rising. He does great in, in, in Tokyo Vice. He's got longer hair now, and so it's just really good. I Go home tonight, watch the first episode. Swear to God, you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, I may have to do that. Yeah. I, like the other 7,000 shows i got to watch. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to watch Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh, like, yeah. everything I watched on the LDS, and there was a Netflix show where, like, they're tracing back memorabilia from, or, like, the underground world of, like, fake and selling a memorabilia in the, yeah. by the Mormon church or whatever. So, man, there's the whole... There's a dateline about not when that happened in the 70s, but, yeah. like, in the, I think it was the 90s, early 2000s, about a woman who got away from the LDS because she was married to, like, Warren Jeffs, who was, like, the head of that church. Craziest fucking story you've ever heard. And then that's when I heard Banner of Heaven was coming out. And I was like, that's connected by, like, 40 years. I'm watching that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's written by John Krakauer. And he did Into the Wild and Into Thin Air. Great writing. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Anything, uh, Anything else? Anything wrap up? 
No, I think that I'm just going to keep saying it. I just kept repeating something on my trip this week related to work, and this is just going to be my new thing on this show. Go watch Tokyo Vice. That's all I got to say. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's definitely on my list, and I'll probably try to pop it on tonight. Nice. Um, yeah, maybe after uh, after I finish watching the last two out of range, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I got to get caught up on um, uh, Winning Time. I think the new episode came out. Yeah. Well, they yeah, episode eight came out Sunday. Is yep. that the last one of the year? I think. I think it is the last one. Because yeah. I. I watched seven. Yep. And then, um, yeah, so maybe, yeah, Monday, Monday we'll talk about winning the end of women, uh, the finale winning time, yep. the first couple episodes of Barry, and then. Definitely want to talk about Barry and the feeling around that. Yeah. And Slow Horses. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to talk Slow Horses. Yeah, you got to catch up on that, too. Cause, yeah. Yeah, that's my advice to you. This, go, go catch up on Slow Horses. Cause I, yeah. You told it me to gets watch better that. and better each episode. Yeah, you told me to watch that, and it was just like. You were like six episodes in, and I was like, I'll get around to it or whatever. And then I watched the first episode on the flight after I watched Tokyo Vice. Yeah. And I was immediately hooked. The suspense, Gary Oldman, the guy who plays Cartwright or whatever yeah, his yeah. name is. Yeah. He's amazing. Really good. And then uh, uh, Diane, the head of like the MI5. Kristen Scott Thomas. Yes. I. Yeah. She was in like Mission Impossible from like back Yeah, to she's day. like an amazing like British actress. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she's really good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just crazy stuff happens. Yeah. There's, I think it's in episode two or three, where Gary Oldman's character, his name's Lamb, is talking with uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, like along the waterfront on a bench, and just them talking for ten minutes is like amazing. Yeah, they just <laughs> <laughs> the accents, the scenery, what they're talking about. Yeah, is uh, it's is great. Really good. Yeah, so go watch, go watch uh, Slow Horses as well, but. And and all for for your Ozark heads. Yeah. Tomorrow. Remember Ozark comes out the day we release this, so pro- I guess probably be prepared next Friday's release. We'll probably talk about some of the episodes, yep. but depends how much we get through. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Um. That's it for me. Cool. Yeah. Well, hope everybody enjoyed this episode of uh, Can We Kick It uh, podcast. You know. Chuck and I are here in the Kicking It Media Studios. You know, go out and follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Instagram, Can We Kick It Pod. Send us an email at canwekickitpod1 at gmail.com. Go look at our website, kickingitmedia.com. And as always, peace. <laughs>